Welcome to the Wish I'd Known Men podcast, where we focus on how authors found success, looking at strategies that have taken them to the top of the bestseller charts, as well as what they've learned from their mistakes. Because being an indie author is more than knowing the latest marketing trend. It's about being innovative and creative and learning from your mistakes. Welcome to the Wish I'd Known Them podcast. I'm Sarah Rosette. And I'm Jamie Albright. And this week on the show, we have Nejla Camber. Uh, she's a cover designer. She's my cover designer, and she has a company, uh, Camber Designs, and it is a great interview. Yeah, we talk about all kinds of things about covers, like mm-hmm. trends that are coming in cover design and how to have a good relationship with your cover artist. Yeah, how to, how to communicate a, and yeah. yeah, yeah, how to find a cover artist. And if yes. you're interested in cover design, kind of how to get started. Yeah. Yeah, we it w- I, I thoroughly enjoyed talking to her. Yeah, I did too. I did too. I learned some things and I've been working with her since my first book. So, yeah. Yeah, and uh, ideas for promotion, you yes. know, using your cover art for promotion and what you can and can't do with that. So, mm-hmm. yeah. 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 So, so what have you been doing? Not much. I've been kind of sick this week. Um, uh-huh. The uh, My grandson who lives with us uh, – started daycare like a week and a half ago just a couple of days a week but I think he brought something home and we all got it and so um which we kind of expected but it's never good when it happens um but I've just been writing just on the days that I felt like I could there were a couple of days that I just really felt poorly but um I'm just trying to get duking it out going and uh finishing some final touches for the uh, quarantine book that comes out on the third. And yeah. So that sounds cool. I mean, yeah. I'm glad that you're getting to do some writing. Yep. Just normal stuff. Yeah. 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 How about you? Well, um, this actually worked out well for this podcast because um, I sent off a brief to my cover artist oh, like good. last week and he sent oh. me back. Um, I'm doing the illustrated, an illustrated cover for the seventh uh, high society book. And so I send it off and then he sends back just a sketch uh-huh. and it's different from if you're using photos. Uh-huh. And um, so anyway, I got the sketch back and it looks really good. And I mean, like I had really nothing I wanted changed, mm-hmm. but I think one thing I've learned about covers is that it's better if I don't send too many things. Cause mm-hmm. I've done that thing where like I do a mood board and I've got like yeah. 50 yeah. different covers on there and that didn't seem to work really well. Yeah. <laughs> so when I did yeah. that, so this time, um, what I've done recently is I just send a couple of images, mm-hmm. maybe like three or four, mm-hmm. and kind of the mood, the mm-hmm. feeling I want it to have. Yeah, and and it helps too that it's like book seven, so it's kind yeah. of like following suit. Yes. you know. But um, yeah, so I was excited to get that back. Been doing some writing, and I was going to share this podcast. It's a uh, Stark Reflections, uh, Mark Leslie Lefebvre's number 173. Yeah. D.F. Hart on recovering from mistakes, which, you know, oh. that's like one thing we're always interested in. Right, but, right, um, right. She talks about covers. They cover, um, she talks about how she redid her covers and saw an improvement in her sales. But uh-huh. I just thought this would blend really well with what we're talking about today. Yes, yes. Because it's, she talked about how much she loved her covers personally, mm-hmm. but then they weren't selling the books. And right. so she changed them and saw an right. immediate increase in sales. So, right. so I'll link to that in the show notes. Right. And, you know, we, we had Shea McLeod on and she did mm-hmm. the same thing. She, she did a whole cover revamp and, um, 
Yeah, and it made a huge difference. Around. Yeah. yeah. So covers are super important. I always say this, um, but and it's easy to go wrong. Uh, yes. So you got to be, you, you need some good, and we talk about this in the, uh, in the podcast, you need some people around you that will tell you the truth about mm-hmm. them. Uh, so, yeah, I think we should get on with the show because yeah. uh, it's a really good one. Yep. So here we go. Well, today we're really excited to have Nedgela Camber with us on the podcast. How are you doing today? Doing good. I'm very excited for this. Hello, everybody. Uh, we're so excited you're here. I, I'm like bouncing in my seat. I'm so excited. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So let me read your bio real quick and we'll get started. Mm-hmm. Nedgela Camber is an international award-winning book cover designer and has designed over a thousand book covers. She started designing for herself at 13 and began professionally working as a graphics designer at the age of 16. She is the creative director and founder of Camber Designs and Media. She and her team established the Kidlet section, Camber Kids, as well as their author-focused illustrated stock and ready-made design store, Camber Emporium. And we have so many questions for you today about cover art and working with cover artists, and we're just really excited to talk to you. Yes, we are. We are. So let's get started. So tell us how you got uh, started working with writers. It's uh, actually a very simple story. I used to be a book blogger, and I just really loved reviewing books on on my blog, Unputdownable Books, ages ago, years, years, years. I was a preteen. And I slowly became more acquainted with authors who would send me their books for review. And I came up with this idea of, hey, let's start a section on the blog to bring in more traffic in where I recover popular Mm. books. Yeah. Interesting. That's so smart. (laughs) So I did that. And some authors started asking questions. And one particularly found, uh, found me and she was like, hey, do you want to work? as an exclusive designer for my publishing company that's just starting up. I'm not sure if you guys know it. It's uh, Inkspell Publishing, actually. Oh. <laughs> yeah. And I've uh, the rest is history. Since then, <laughs> I've st- I'm still working with them. And it's yeah. been like seven, eight years. And oh, it's wow. just thanks to them, really. Yeah. I can't thank them enough for that. Well, you're just so great. And uh, full <laughs> disclosure, <laughs> Nizla is my... Um, cover artist and I just count myself so lucky that I found her um, and found her early because mm-hmm. um, it was before I even um, published Rockstar the first book um, I had another thing come out and uh, yeah so I'm very very excited yeah okay Jamie you actually um, your books actually got me on the market as well so thank oh, you yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you're, you're welcome you're welcome because it's just it's just the best. Co- I love my covers. I mean, I just love them. I love thought them. about changing them and a couple of people said, no, your covers are great. And I'm like, okay, you're right. I'm keeping them. <laughs> yeah. A lot of uh, people have come to me and said, can, can we copy Jamie's cover? Can you do the same thing? And I'm like, no. You could do the same, but different. Yeah. That's yeah the key, right? different. I tried. I tried. Yeah. It didn't work out. Well, that, yeah. And, and, we can talk about this later when you talk about what you wish you'd known about working mm-hmm. with authors or whatever, but yeah, that, that first cover, that was, a, that was crazy. So, I mean, why don't you know, tell her how that your, went? Uh, tell how that went, Jamie. So what happened was I had this idea for this cat, cause you know, I'd written the book forever. 
you know, and um, had this idea for cover and I sent her all the pictures. And when she, you know, it was beautiful what she sent back, but <laughs> it looked like a YA cover. I mean, it was just very much a YA cover. It did. And, and then when that didn't work out, I kind of panicked and I was like, send it. And I was such, I didn't understand what a cover artist could do. That was the biggest problem. I didn't know they could put a veil on or, or put blonde hair on, you know, I didn't, I didn't understand that. And so I was just like micromanaging everything. And we went on for a couple of months, about six weeks. And finally it was the holidays. And initially uh, said, let's, uh, let's take a break. And then we'll come back after the holidays. And I said, okay, well, during that time, you know, I came to my senses and I finally said, I sent her an email and I said, listen, you're the professional. I'm just going to kind of take cues from you. And she was like, basically, <laughs> Oh, thank God. <laughs> <laughs> And then, and then I got out of the way pretty much, and she gave me a beautiful cover. So yeah, it was oh, it was terrible, but and I think I spent twice what I would normally spend on a cover, or what that cover cost because I just kept trying to micromanage the whole thing. Yeah, so yeah, it was uh, it was a funny funny yeah. story, but it worked out. Yeah, yeah, it did, it did. Yeah. So we'll talk about that more about like working yeah. with covers because I think yeah. it's a skill yeah. you have to learn. So, yeah. yeah, it is. It is. It is a skill. Even for the cover designer, you, you need to practice a lot with the back and forth with the author and mm-hmm. how everything works and how to actually get around um, micromanaging as well. Because sometimes what I like to do is in that sense is I would take the author's idea and then say, okay, and alternatively, can I also make this version? And then can I show you both and you can pick? And then they always say yes, because yay, more options. You know, you never right. yeah. Yeah. always have. So that's another way to go around getting what the author wants, as well as getting your ideas a little bit through yeah. <laughs> without being too rude or anything like that. Yeah, yeah. it's a fun process. Yeah, I think that's that was one of my questions that I wanted to ask. And so we'll just take a little detour and then come back. But yeah. that's one thing that I have I have learned over the years is that I didn't realize that cover artists, they like it's better if I send a general idea and say this is mm-hmm. the feeling I want and these are some covers that I like and then just don't and let them do their thing because I was micromanaging it and not realizing it, or I'd send it back and say, well, can you make this font smaller or can you do this or can you do that? And I've learned uh, what would be the best way to go back and forth with your cover artist. Do you want to say like, I don't, you know, you don't want to say I don't like it. So (laughs) how can we, how can authors communicate better? Okay. Yeah. I've uh, actually majority of my emails are like, I don't like it. So <laughs> it depends. It depends on the, uh, on the cover designer. Really. They have to really become a little, have tougher skin uh, to, mm-hmm. to, to go through. If you're a designer, you have to have tougher skin because in the corporate world, you just get, you get, yeah. I hate it, you know, <laughs> or this is disgusting. Give me something else. So they're a lot more mean to be honest. Okay. And, and, uh, Authors working with authors is quite a blessing, to be honest, because it's so so chill and so just so they're all so kind. So, in coming to your question, coming back to your question is how do they go about giving their feedback? That's that's right, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So basically, like this looks great, or you could say 
oh, thank you so much for your hard work. And then you go like, I, I think I might want to see it with the text smaller or the text bigger. Uh, can you show me a couple of other colors? I, I'm not sure if I, I'm married to this one or just something, mm-hmm. just something like that. You can also say you don't like it. Mm-hmm. That will give us a clear idea <laughs> of uh, what, what we should avoid yes, for yes. the future. No beating so. around the bush. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Just tell me. <laughs> Do you hate it? <laughs> That's, I mean, that's good. I hate to tell people that I don't like things. So that's more yeah. me. But yeah, Me too. Me too. I, I don't. And I do. I'm, I am more receptive to emails that are more kinder in a sense of like, oh, thank you so much. Can I see mm-hmm. this, 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 this? And I'm like, sure. Mm-hmm. Let's yeah. experiment. And you just yeah. become the designer becomes more excited to work with it because there's no negative annotations in your email. Right. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. they just get more excited and just send back things faster to you as well. Yeah. Right. That's good to know. Yeah. That's great. Okay. Yeah. Now we'll get back on task here on our list of questions. Do you have any aspirations to write? Yes. I actually did once upon a time. Oh. I think about four, yeah, four years, four or five years ago, I did start writing something with my sister Netta. Uh, we were thinking of doing something historical with the, a King Arthur and the Knights mm-hmm. of the Round Table romance. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You, you guys can steal that idea if you want, because <laughs> it's not happening. Uh, yeah, so we did have aspirations to write, I, me personally as well, but then I started writing from our blog as well, like Tips and Tricks. Mm-hmm. And I just couldn't go past page two after. Mm-hmm. So I just realized I don't think I can do this. <laughs> Yeah. Like I spent three hours on a three-page how-to. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm just like, ah, is this supposed to take this long? Yeah. yeah. Is yeah. it really? No. Well, you know, it there, depends. There are days. <laughs> there are days, yeah. And when you're writing fiction, you know, you the, the general consensus is you write the crappy first draft and then you go back mm. and fix it. You don't keep. But there are, yeah. there are authors that fix as they go. Um, oh. Our friend Maria Lewis, she fixes as she goes. She'll write, and then the next day she goes back and fixes what she wrote the next day. I mean, the day before, and then goes forward. Um, That's amazing, though. Yeah, I so was... it can take it can take a long time. I, I did not have time. the patience. Yeah. <laughs> I did not have the patience, so I was like, okay, I don't think I want to do this anymore. And then the company grew, and then yes. I just had no time yeah. whatsoever. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, what do you wish authors knew about work about your field about cover artists? Uh, cover artists in particular. Well, I'll do a little bit general than cover artists. Is okay. I definitely we're not mind readers, so you just right, need to tell right. us if you don't like something. Especially if you're a cover right. designer, you use particular colors specifically, like for mm-hmm. the text, for example. And I have had clients who have who hate the color pink and yellow, like mm-hmm. aggressively. So, and I didn't know that. <laughs> yeah. I didn't know that. I wish I knew that. Yeah. So they would uh, they would tell me there's a change. This this is just horrid, and they can't see past the color. So yeah. so at that time, as soon as I change it to a different color, they're like, oh, so much better. Mm-hmm. And I'm <laughs> so I'm like, okay, calm down. You should have told me. So yes. I actually have a thing in my in my forms where I say mm-hmm. tell me what colors you don't like so I can avoid it earlier on yeah. so mind reading is one of the things another <laughs> thing is um they should also it's okay to have multiple revisions mm-hmm. for a cover 
or or any type of design honestly mm-hmm. it's like they should come in not expecting it to be perfect on the first go or if they do expect it don't freak out if it's not perfect in the mm-hmm. first go because a lot of people a lot of authors and even some other clients outside of bu- uh, writing they always they're always like why is this so hard etc mm-hmm. i'm like we're only on the second revision yeah. and she's <laughs> already giving up she's already yeah. giving up and yeah. i'm like calm down it's okay sometimes yeah. you you just your initial idea just doesn't work out so mm-hmm. it's okay to be you know it's okay to not like what you wanted in the beginning right so it that's that's one thing is like multiple design revisions is okay don't worry mm-hmm. about it yeah and also uh, that we're not wizards. Mm-hmm. I, I wrote a couple of things down. It's like we there. There's some things we can't do, but there are mm-hmm. also a lot of things we can do. So we can right. make some magic to some extent. So you need to you need to ask questions definitely. Mm-hmm. Uh, if, for example, I remember with Jamie, I remember we had to put pants on somebody. I don't know. If that yeah, was, we had to put pants on somebody. Yeah. Yeah, I had to put pants on somebody, and she was unsure if we could do that. And, and she asked me, and I'm like, yeah, 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 that's fine. We can put a p- pants on some a shirtless dude. Yeah. Um, and so yeah, just ask. There's nothing wrong with asking. Right. If we can do certain things like changing heads or right. putting a shirt on him, right. or I, his arm is awkward. Can you, mm-hmm. you know? Oh, yeah. We we wanted to switch the guitar. He had the guitar behind yeah. his back, and we switched it, and it. It's flawless. I mean, you can't tell at all. But in the beginning, I didn't, I was looking, because it's brides, I was looking for a bride, you know, mm-hmm. and I didn't realize that you could make her a bride. And yeah. mm-hmm. um, that was so stressful for me. You know, that created a lot of stress for me because I just didn't know um, that mm-hmm. what you could do, the magic. Yeah. Work I, I didn't know that either. I didn't know that you could change hair color and yeah. Do all put this. tattoos on or yeah, yeah. just yeah. all these things. Yeah. 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 So. yeah. We didn't know either until we tried. <laughs> <laughs> until we tried. And it is very stressful, especially if the authors or any type of client has a specific look and you can't find the stock image. Yeah. It's so yeah. frustrating. Yeah. So we've come to the point where we gotta we gotta start making our own. So, mm. Your own stock. Yeah. yeah well. I don't stock or I'll just take a couple of elements of photos and just putting them together. Create your own wow, image. That's, from, that's right. Yeah. 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 And then it's unique and special. And yeah, yeah that's, that's a great thing to do. Yeah. Cause there are only semi stock images and then you start seeing the same, the same, especially in romance, the same mm-hmm. sort of, if not image couple on several different yeah. Um, mm-hmm. yeah, covers and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. That happens. Yeah. Is there anything you wish you'd known about indie publishing or working with authors in particular? Uh, yes. It's that, <laughs> it's that trends change, Nedjla. This yeah, is one thing I keep thinking yeah. myself about. I'm like, trends change. You can't keep doing the same thing over and over again. Mm-hmm. You have to go out and research. So mm-hmm. that's what I've been recently doing in the last three, four years, where I go out and check the best-selling lists on Amazon, Barnes & Noble, everywhere. Just to see if I'm doing it right or what I'm brainstorming with the client is is correct. That's one thing. Just mm-hmm. trends change. Definitely need to find find it, find the proper idea and everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, another thing is number one thing is uh, that you will get some mean mean people <laughs> who comes <Yeah>. in. 
<laughs> That's normal for any job, to be honest. It is. It is. Yes. Yeah. 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 But I started this pretty young, and I didn't. I was very green, you could say. So I expected the whole world was just butterflies and rainbows. <laughs> mm-hmm. So this is just a just a. I wish anybody would have told me about work is that you'll get some mean ones. Yeah. And also to how much work actually goes into publishing a book. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, because yeah. I, I realized that authors go through so much things that they need to, and there's a process and everything. Mm-hmm. And knowing these things, especially what they do with marketing, etc., will help me better as well in the design yeah. aspect and to see, to help them really grow their brand or whatever mm-hmm. in the design aspect. So it's another thing. That's so great. that that brings me to, I mean, it's not one of our questions, so I'm going <laughs> to freestyle for a minute, but like your little teasers or the, the, the uh, gifts and um, mm-hmm. videos sort of um, things that you make, did that come out of that or was it an author saying, Hey, can yes. you do that? Or it, it was, if I vaguely remember it, uh, the teasers, yes, author came up to us about it, but we did not officially offer it as a service on our website or make it public because we thought that oh we didn't need to um that you know it's not going to be a thing Mm -hmm. Uh, but then I did more research and I'm like there's no what are you talking about yeah yeah yeah. (laughs) is is that a big thing so that's when I started really going and looking at other marketing materials that we could offer to help an author out Mm because even some new authors who don't know what they would need Mm -hmm. um having this the, the list of things that they could do on, on our website will really help them get an idea of what you need marketing your right. book. Right. Mm-hmm. And I mean, like the gift that you made uh, for mm-hmm. me for homecoming King, like I used it, I boosted it as a post on Facebook just for, and so it's considered a video. And then mm-hmm. I used the audience from that to make an ad. I mean, you know, to make an audience for an ad. So there are a lot of things you can use them for, um, that you might not think you might think oh, I don't really need a gift, but yeah. or a video or whatever. But you can you can use them for a lot of things. Yes, exactly. That's one of the things I actually want to learn how to do, and just to get into the author's perspective of yeah. what they do exactly for these ads, so that I can just figure out what you would need design wise mm-hmm. uh, in that mm-hmm. sense. So I really need to learn how to do that. Thing. Yeah. Yeah, I think you do. I mean, I think you do a really great job with like even your teasers that you made me. You made some with text and then some with that. You just gave me the image. And both of those have worked well for, for ads because the ones without image, I mean, without text, I could put my book cover on. And um, yeah, so that I think that those are really invaluable. And what I've in the beginning, what I would do is just take stock photos and make ad, you know, ads. But I've tried to stay as true to the cover with my ad images as I can lately. And um, I think that works really well. I think it, um, yeah, I think that helps people realize that it helps with the, like they go to, if they go to the book page and they've already seen that or something similar to that, then they're like, Oh, okay. Mm -hmm. It it helps with sell through. I think. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. A fun thing as well is that we can actually give you uh, you can ask your cover designers. I don't think it's an open service that anybody's offering. Uh, but you can ask your cover designer for the cover without text. Mm-hmm. So you could just like put things on there. Yeah. So it's just a fun, fun extra thing. Yeah. Or even the text. Like the, yeah, you yeah, can even yeah. 
you can even um, ask for like a like a they can even make the text for you on Canva or something uh -huh. and you can have it editable. Mm -hmm. Depending That's if the font idea. is available. Yeah, yeah, if the font's available mm -hmm. on Canva or wherever yeah. you edit things. Yeah. So mm -hmm. yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I didn't know that in the beginning either. So that's that's really great. Uh, what do you see authors doing that they do because they think they have to, but aren't producing results? Uh, one thing for sure, it's the overwhelming amount of information that they sometimes give. I've received an entire book one time. <laughs> I've received oh a one time, uh, entire book and they're like, read it and let me know what you think. And what we wow. should do for the cover. And I'm like, I'm so sorry, but I don't do this. <laughs> yeah, I can't yeah. do it like this. But you just give me a background, etc. I've also right. received like five page, seven page um, first chapter or something like that to, to get the vibe as well. But sometimes it gets really overwhelming. And the cover designer sometimes like, this has happened to me personally as well as you just kind of go like, but there's so many possibilities. Yes. What yeah. exactly yeah. do we want to do? Yeah. There's too many things we could do with right. that information that I'm reading. Yes. So it's the basic general idea what they want. And then the basic information of the book would just be great. So you don't need to overwhelm your cover designer. Okay. I was just going to say that I think a lot of times we don't know what we want. We have yeah. lots of different ideas and we just send them all. <laughs> That's probably not yeah. a good idea. <laughs> Yeah. That's actually not a bad idea. That's fine to send like three, five ideas because at least that's something to work off of rather okay. than sending an entire book for yes. them to read. <laughs> now that is overwhelming, but five yeah. ideas is cool. We, we okay. can work with that. Mm -hmm. Okay. That's good to know. Yeah. So you found so that um, authors also, they want the cover to match, like match the book too perfectly. Like, like the cover is like a needs to be scene. the exact representation of the book as opposed to, you know, um, sort of an what? idea of what the book is. Yeah. 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 I understand what you're saying. I've, I've gone through that way too many times actually. So <laughs> yeah. in those cases is what I do. What I like to do is to actually try because mm -hmm. the author has an idea and it's very specific and I do want to bring their dreams sure. to, you know, to visualize their dreams or whatever they have in mind. But then, and then show them, and then if it doesn't work out, it doesn't work out. We got to find a plan B. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So it's definitely yes. Let's try. That's pretty and, much what you did with me. Yeah. Yeah. Let's try. Because <laughs> you never know; it will end up becoming like a super unique cover. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. that's that will work in favor of you as the author as well as the cover designer because you're going to just come up with something super unique. Yeah. So it's always welcome. Okay, if you want to be super specific, I'll try. Yeah, but yeah. if you, if we can't find the couple, if we can't find the image, I'll try to Photoshop. But if it doesn't, if I can't, sorry, plan right. B. Right, yeah. right, yeah. So, did you have anything else that you wanted to yeah. mention about um, things that we're doing that maybe we shouldn't? <laughs> yeah, is to leave the research to the cover designer. Um, mm. That's for sure, because a lot of like cover trends, et cetera, like that. There's not a lot of cover designers do this. I've only recently done this. Mm -hmm. uh, I've be Before, I've only just gone off of what I've seen, not me actively going in and doing a full-on analytical research on what's the trending looks out there, mm -hmm. what genre, et cetera. So it's always best for the author to go, not to go in too blind to the cover uh, design because you need to know as well what type of feedback that you need to give to the designer. 
So for example, if you you write in uh, romance and you just tell me romance, I'm like, okay, <laughs> what type of romance? You got to tell me the tropes. Is it yeah, a sports yeah. romance, etc.? Yeah. So not a lot of designers will know, especially if they're very new, they won't know what type of questions to ask right. for right. sure. So they might just give you, okay, they'll just put a pretty lady on it and then uh, maybe a guy mm-hmm. separately and then give that to you if you're just leaving it to creative freedom of the designer. And in the end, you're, you, you put the book out, you loved it, and then you put the book out and it's like, oh boy, it didn't mesh with the rest of the trending and my book is sports romance and there's a girl mm-hmm. and a guy just looking pretty. So yeah. it's definitely, you need to do your own research when you're looking for trends or whatever for your, for your covers, definitely. Yeah. yeah. Well, and I think it's important to look at the cover artist previous work too. If, yes, too. if they're, you know, and some of it you can't help, so, you know, it's some of it you tell the author, I don't think this works. And then the author goes, this is what I want. But for the most part, you know, um, if, if, if a cover designer is consistently not giving authors covers that are on trend or on genre, then, you know, you might want to steer away from them or be more specific when you deal with them kind of thing. Exactly. It also comes down to budget actually. Yeah. It depends on, on the budget of the author as well. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. Let's do the research at least. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we've touched on this a little bit, but are there any other common mistakes that you see uh, authors making? Oh, yeah. Um, not branding a series properly. Oh, and that's one of our questions. So <laughs> what can we do to do that? Yeah. Uh, basically, you just need to know what what looks like. Usually your cover designer should be able to help you with this. But uh, if they don't, just in case they don't and they're very new or you got someone who's really cheap and they're just not a cover designer. So you need to know, go out there and see what other series of books are there. If it's Even if it's a standalone and it's just mm-hmm. in the same world, they all have the same look technically. Mm-hmm. So you just need to go and be aware of what it looks like technically. Mm-hmm. Most of the time, it is they all have the same fonts being used. Mm-hmm. Same fonts, same background color. Sometimes, sometimes they change it. Same layout. Mm-hmm. Um, by layout, I mean, let me give you an example. There's a guy in a suit. His head is cropped up. Pretty background. So all of the books will be the same. Guy in a suit, pretty background, cropped mm-hmm. face. So that's that's what I mean by layout. So that's yeah. definitely something that they, they you need to keep in mind. Like definitely fonts need to be the same mm-hmm. so that your readers will know. Yeah, so that first book in a series is pretty important, that first cover, because yes. that's going to set the the course entire, right? yeah mm-hmm. yeah it, it will set the entire course and sometimes I prefer to you you should actually kind of mess um not mess but tell your mention it to your designer that this is going to be a series mm-hmm. so just right. please just make sure you know you um, you say that to your designer so that they will keep in mind that they're going to have to potentially match the rest of the books together yeah. Because there are That's some a- designs that are very difficult to to continue. Mm-hmm. Right. And see, I wouldn't mm-hmm. have even thought of that because I write mystery, cozy mystery mm-hmm. and historical mystery. And mine are just always in series. So it's like, that's a given. But, you know, mm-hmm. a, a cover artist who works with a whole bunch of different people might not realize that. Or like if it's the first cover, they might not 
think of that. Or yeah, know that. that's yeah. true. Mm-hmm. That's true. They might not realize that it's a series. Um, but at the same time, like when you're looking at the brainstorm information and they say, and you say book two, or <laughs> it's in the same series as this, 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 mm-hmm. they're like, okay, great. Then I'll just follow the layout right. of that. And it just makes things so much easier. Uh, yeah. right. As a cover designer, I love doing things, books in a series because it's just so much easier right. than starting from scratch. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And I didn't really do that very well with Homecoming King, I don't think. I mean, I think we're going to be okay because we're going to do the layout thing. You know, we'll have the same sort of pose. But yeah, I should have thought about that. I should have been more mindful of that going forward because the first book is very clearly a football book. And mm-hmm. Yeah, the second Actually, one is Actually, I think we can make it work. Okay. I Don't worry. <laughs> I think we can make it work because the, the main character is also sporty, right? For yes, the second yes. book. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. it's technically still a sports series. Sporty book. So, yeah, exactly. Yeah, so we can we can make it work, Jamie. Don't worry. I'm not worried, <laughs> I got you. I'm not worried. You have you have saved my bacon a lot of times. So uh, I, I have full faith in you. <laughs> so Thank good. you. Um, do you see any uh, commonalities in writers who have been successful over the long haul, like as far as their books go? Yes. Um, I've noticed a lot of more successful authors have like a very pretty brand across all of their covers. What, mm-hmm. what I mean by that is that they use the same font for their author name and placement on all. And they also uh, do this thing where depending on what they write exactly is that they u- some of them only use men in suits. For example, Louis Bay, she only, she's like, I hate shirtless dudes. Like, you got it, girl. I'll get you some suits. Shirtless dudes is not a good thing. So she's like, okay. So all of her books, all of the series that I've done with her are just men in suits. And that has become, over time, her brand. So every time someone sees a guy in suits, like, oh, this reminds me of Louis Bay. I'm going to just, this is great. I want to read more books similar to hers. That's another thing. And then I have authors who love the color blue and then that they end up turning that into a brand in across all of their covers. It's quite interesting, actually. I didn't know this until recently, until I did like their 12th cover. And they're like, Nej, by the way, I don't know if you noticed, but I use blue as my author brand. So can we continue doing that? And I'm like, oh, yeah, okay, sure. <laughs> So it's like everybody, my readers expect me to have blue on my cover. Like, got it. I got I got you. So that's one thing is that they always brand their catalog together. So they immediately know, the readers immediately know, oh, that's that author. I want to read more of her. Yeah. I would know Louise Bay's covers without her name on them anywhere. Because <laughs> they are so well branded. Yeah, you're absolutely right. Yeah. I did that by accident. Yeah, <laughs> it's really good. <laughs> I didn't realize I did that by accident. Oh, oh more things that common out um, that r- successful authors have is that they keep updating their covers. That's another thing. It's like they know that, okay, five years ago we did this cover. Mm-hmm. And at that time it was great. But then you see the sales start to drop even when you're still pushing it and marketing it. Then you know for sure, okay, let's switch up the cover to a, a newer, more trendier cover as per whatever is happening five years later. Mm-hmm. So they keep uh, updating their covers to make sure that they keep selling no matter what. So that's another thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So good. 
Um, our next question is actually about trends. And so since mm-hmm. you work with a lot of different authors and genres, do you see any trends that's like what's popular right now? Yes. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I don't know if you've all noticed this, but illustrated images, yes. illustrated covers are everywhere right now. And um, it's on rom-coms. It's yeah. on, well, Cozy Mysteries, it's automatic already because they've mm-hmm. always had illustrated covers. Mm-hmm. And we have also have um, paranormal rom-coms with illustrated covers. That's a mm-hmm. new thing that came out recently. I've also noticed um, a new genre. I don't know if this was is new or I just only recently noticed it. But paranormal paranormal women's fiction? Yes. Yes, that's the, brand uh, new. That's, yeah. Yeah, last that's year. New, right? Mm-hmm. That's new, right? So when yeah. I saw that, and I was just like, "Ooh, this cover is so pretty!" And the trending covers and the looks across all of those authors who are writing in that genre, you just immediately know that that is that genre. Mm-hmm. Right. So I, I, I'm just so amazed. That's one thing. And then there's a lot of fake boyfriend, fake fiance, fake mm-hmm. all of these things, and we have to put that on the cover too somehow. Yeah. So yeah. those those are really really fun trends. Yeah. 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 I've noticed the illustrated trend in um, it's, I feel like it's big in romance, but I'm seeing it too in, I would call it like, like book club mystery fiction, you know, almost like cozies, but like upscale, you know, it's like the hardcover. I don't know if you've seen the, Mm. it's the Thursday murder club and it's got kind of a, it's like a lot really font prominent you know mm-hmm. lots of font really big and yes. uh, I don't know I just think it's interesting how things come and go and how and things how change different. yeah yeah and I the illustrated covers I was way off on that because I really felt like because a lot of the illustrated covers are, are steamy books and so I was really feeling like that was not going to last or that readers were going to kind of rebel against that because mm-hmm. You know, they're used. The illustrated covers generally meant that they were not steamy, but mm-hmm. um, I have been totally wrong with that because they've worked really well. I, I actually have the same opinion as you because they're most back in the day it was mostly associated with chiclet. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. yeah, I got a little bit confused when yeah. it started coming up as a as a real steamy romance. Wow. Yeah. I don't yeah. know if it works as well in KU. Uh, you know, Kindle Unlimited as it does oh, if you're wide, but um, because I think they're kind of two different audiences, but, but people are, you know, they're very popular and they're really cute. A lot of them are just so good. I love them. And you guys yeah. just started doing those, right? Yeah, we have, we have like a team of illustrators. So in case you have a different taste and a different style, we have mm-hmm. someone for you to, to work on. Oh, that's for great. Us. Yeah, so, that's great. So I was so going to Oh, go ahead. No, no. You go I was going to ask real quick about um, another thing that I've seen a lot of more lately in mystery um, is like just fonts. Like the whole cover yeah. is basically font. And sometimes yeah. it's very plain and like sans serif with images for a psychological mystery. But then yeah. like for the ones that are more on the cozy end of the spectrum, I'm seeing lots that are font, but then they've got all these curly cues and little special things yes. around them or flowers yes. or things. Are you seeing that as well? 
Yes, yes. That is that is very prominent. You have to really pay attention to the fonts and the the styles and just the layouts of everything. Like for example, like you said on Cozy Mysteries, they do have a lot of swirly magical looking font um mm-hmm. or like uh art deco font depending on what what historical time you're writing in for Cozy Mysteries. So mm-hmm. it's just very interesting in in the thriller, for example, if it's more in the romance section like a uh, you're killing your wife or you have a second you know, those kind of tropes yeah. Yeah. so you see um a house and then either it's a house and then big font mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. or it'll be a face of a woman mm-hmm. and then the font is just big tall font is just there over her face just intricate i need to do a actual full-on video or something to show how authors can can look at all of these brains um layouts of different trends because it's really you really have to pay attention because you can't sometimes notice these things like for example in sports romance it's slowly diminishing um the the usage of of a field or a football field behind you mm-hmm. you don't see that anymore lately like mm-hmm. i've noticed that in the last few weeks i haven't seen any football um backgrounds So it's right. either like it's very very subtle like what I do with Jamie's uh, homecoming king or it's not there at all. Mm-hmm. So we just need to be mindful of all of these. Yeah, right. very interesting. Very mm-hmm. interesting the way things come and go. It <laughs> yes. is. How? It is. It is. It's How do you see um indie publishing changing? In what sets exactly? Well, like is for well for example like the covers you're saying, you know, the mm-hmm. sports romance and stuff, or do you see um, authors asking for certain things that they weren't asking for or? Uh, oh yes. The exclusive image mm-hmm. images. Oh, yeah. yeah. So nowadays authors are more attracted to Wander Aguar's uh, type of covers and images that he uses or exclusive imagery in general. They mm-hmm. don't just refuse to go on Shutterstock or deposit photos and they just want exclusive images. So that is where we're slowly just changing into. But I feel I feel bad for those authors who are new and are on a budget mm-hmm. and it's a bit for for that and then readers just tend to start um gravitating to covers with really exclusive images on them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we work hard to make sure that our even using stock images we just kind of edit it in certain ways where it looks similar to mm-hmm. everything else out there yeah um, yeah it doesn't yeah work. because they're expensive i mean i use i use them for homecoming king but mm-hmm. i'm not using them for this next cover because as we, we were talking about this earlier they, because of covid they can't do um they can't do shoots with couples and i use couples and so um i haven't seen anything really that i love right. and yeah. so i'm going to go with this i'm trying to go with stock images this time but yeah i mean that is a big trend but it is expensive and you have to you know you have to really be committed yeah and I, i also i also have to really dig deep sometimes i do those the stop the photographer search mm-hmm. and you can't it's hard to find you got to have to start a new brand new google search mm-hmm. <laughs> technically because there's not not a lot of photo they don't want to use certain types of photographers they that's available for book cover uh, right. covers right. so they're like i want someone new I'm like okay 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 come down let, <laughs> let me find something yeah so so that's another thing 
Yeah. yeah. And uh, so on that note, though, what are things mm-hmm. that authors should look for, like making sure that like that uh, photo is available and you like you can legally use it and stuff like that? How mm. do they how do they yeah. protect themselves and and how can a cover artist help them with that? OK, uh, for sure. They need to they need to make sure once you contact the photographer, sometimes they don't even get back to you. It's another thing. And uh, when, when they do, before before paying for anything or anything like that, you gotta ask for sure if we can edit the photos in certain ways. Because mm. I've had I've I've come through certain problems where I cropped the model too much, like I just cropped the face mm-hmm. and the models didn't like that. Mm. So so they they we had a little trouble with that. So or sometimes um uh, we want to put a shirt on them, but the photographer is like not okay with you editing it in that mm-hmm. way. So mm-hmm. you just need to be mindful of that. And then in the legal sense, also make sure that the photographer also gave a heads up to the couple involved or the model involved. Because some of these, most of the ones that I use that are totally new photographers who don't know much about book covers and, and such are wedding photos or mm-hmm. engagement photos mm-hmm. that they use. And sometimes the couple had no idea and all of a sudden they're there on Amazon right. Right. and you get in trouble. Yeah. Yeah. So they didn't you need to a release. Ask, yeah. yeah. Yeah, exactly. Sign, get that release yeah. um, proof as that, that the photographer has the right to sell these photos mm-hmm. um, with the permission of the, of the photographers and also sign a contract. Just make yes. sure you sign a contract as well. Yeah. yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. that's why it's great to do Shutterstock and deposit photo because those things are protected. I mean, those those yeah. I stock. I mean, those those images are they've already been vetted. They're they're protected exactly. and exactly uh, yeah. But if exactly. you're using, mm-hmm. yeah, if you're using and and because I've you know there've been instances that I've heard of that the model took photos years ago and then now is pretty popular. Take, you know, but he didn't really get permission with those earlier photos or there was a problem with the earlier photos or something. And you just want to make sure that you don't get into the, any of that. Exactly. Yeah. And mm. I've seen a common mistake where, um, especially if the author or the designer is on a budget, that they mm. use public domain images, which is great, but <laughs> with the ones with, with people on it. Mm-hmm. Half the time, those models did not say yes, or <laughs> yeah. or they did not say yes to be posted out out there like that. Yeah. So yeah. you just need to make sure that you don't use any public domain, or you contact the photographer to make sure, like, hey, right. please right. let me know yeah. if this model is okay with me putting it on a book cover. So yeah. you need to need to be mindful of those websites as well. Yeah, great. That's good. Yeah. Very good information. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And one other thing we wanted to ask you about was um, like finding a good cover artist and mm-hmm. like what advice would you give for someone who's looking for a new cover artist and then like how to research and make sure that that the images that you're getting are, you know, legitimate and that you're protected and everything. Mm-hmm. Uh, in that sense, is first is you definitely need to f- Find a cover designer you like in terms of their portfolio, and have a depending if you're going if you're the type of author to write in so many different genres. If you mm-hmm. do, it's always best to find a cover designer who will work. You will just work with one cover designer, so it's less stressful. Mm-hmm. So just make sure that a cover designer can do multiple other styles, etc., for different genres. 
And also, they, depending on the designer, they might have a terms and condition or they might mention in their packages stock images from Shutterstock and right. deposit photos. Yeah. So that's for sure. And also when you brainstorm with the cover designer, they will be sending you like links of, of options mm-hmm. so that from there itself, you, if it's an unknown site, definitely check the terms and conditions before anything else. Yes. I've made, I've made that mistake once, uh, actually recently. Oh, I'm still <laughs> kicking myself about it because <laughs> I've used it for corporate work. And then mm-hmm. I realized I never personally bought it. Mm-hmm. It was always the client. And they, they always buy the large package. Mm-hmm. So so I was just like, oh, Nashla, you're so stupid. You should have checked. <laughs> you should have checked. So yeah, but anyways, that's sorted. Don't worry, that's sorted. But yeah, that's another thing to keep in mind. And um, also make sure to expect to know how many rounds of changes that you, you might likely ask for yeah. and that it is included in the packages because yeah. you don't want any surprises. Like mm-hmm. for example, the cover designer goes like, Hey, this is going to be, you went over the rounds of changes is going to be an extra, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And then you get mad because you didn't realize that they're going to charge extra. Right. So just, just make sure you do your research in that sense and uh, see all of the hidden charges or whatever mm-hmm. it is included yeah. in that. They yeah. I, have it straightforward. I was going to say, I like that in your packages. It says so many edits. And mm-hmm. that's why with my first one, I went over the edits for the package that I had, <laughs> but it was okay. I mean, you know, I was, you were learning. <laughs> I was learning. I was a learning yeah. curve, but yeah. And I think even with homecoming King, I might've, I don't we, remember. I don't remember. I think, I, we did, right. I think we did the max package because yeah. it was, yeah. Just yeah. in case we want to do like other stuff. with it. <laughs> yeah, But I will tell you one thing you need as an author, I think is a friend with a really good eye for, um, for design because Maria Lewis, she Mm. really, I mean, she's the one that came up with the black and gold color for homecoming King. And Mm. like I was going with pinks and teals and all of those things. And when the minute she said that it was just, it just changed the whole thing. It was beautiful. And so, so it's nice to have somebody, you know, you can trust, that you mm-hmm. can ask their opinion of. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I agree. I agree with this. I actually asked my authors to my clients to go like, okay, just take a minute, calm down. Yeah. Don't get too overexcited. <laughs> just go to your inner circle and yeah. just ask what yes. they think. Cause you never know. Yeah. I think that's a really good point. Cause there's a lot of yeah. Facebook groups and places you can go where you can post yeah. things and you can get feedback from hundreds of people. Yeah. But mm-hmm. if they're not familiar with your genre and they don't know yeah. what what readers want for your type of book, it's not very helpful. No. Yes, so, yeah, exactly. you need some people that you really trust and yeah. that know exactly what your readers are looking for. And that, exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. exactly. Or, and have also read your book and yeah, know you as a person. Yeah, et cetera. <laughs> <laughs> know you as a person, et cetera. Because yeah, I know a yeah. lot of authors, they, they, don't, they don't listen to me sometimes. Yeah. So, and that's that's fine. That's totally okay. So that's why I always say it's okay if you don't want to listen to me. Go to your inner circle. Ask your husband. Mm-hmm. Ask your daughter. Whoever it may be. Just just get opinions out there, and then come back because it right. helps really with decisions uh, for, regarding the cover, etc. Right. Yeah. And yeah. I wanted to talk to you real quick about the fact that you've kind of expanded. You've you've created. I mean, a company, and you know, <laughs> and then I think your sister was working with you and yeah. like you have people now working with you, which I think is great because I've heard horror stories about cover designers ghosting 
clients because, yeah. you know, they've had, per, you know, it's legitimate. They've had personal issues or whatever, but mm-hmm. they work by themselves. And so there's nobody to kind of pick up. They have the no side. backup. They don't have a backup. Yeah. And uh, I, this is one thing I can say about I have never had to sit around and wait for her. <laughs> I mean, and the fact she's in Bahrain, I don't, uh, I don't think we said that. And so, um, so I'll wake up in the morning with new cover, you know, with new <laughs> options. It's always great. I love it. But uh, yeah. So t- talk to us about like bringing people on and how that's kind of helped you and um, grow, et cetera. Yeah. Yeah. I'll be very, very honest. It came out of necessity because I have severe social anxiety and like a lot of like, I can't, I, I don't do well with change. Like I tried mm-hmm. to get a full-time job after college and mm-hmm. I was still working on uh, covers for ink spell, mm-hmm. uh, but I didn't know if that was going to be solid. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was just making like, I think like maybe $50 a, a month. That's, mm-hmm. that's pretty much it. And so before that I used to get paid by with books because <laughs> I'm silly <laughs> like that. <laughs> like, I can't get, I can't get books uh, in Bahrain that, that I want to read. So sometimes anyways, back to the thing is that I try to get a full-time job. Mm-hmm. But I had a, like a severe uh, panic attack, and when each time I kept going and going and trying, mm-hmm. it just it just deteriorated my health. It's just mm-hmm. I was just like Ugh, I can't do this. So I have to, in the end, even with like help and and medication. Well, I didn't try medication, but like with help and such, it just didn't work. So I thought, okay, let's just do something from home. I like what I'm doing with Ink Spell, mm-hmm. so I'm just gonna keep doing that and trying to market, put myself out, etc. So I did that, and it became it. It was slow. It was a very slow process. Mm-hmm. Uh, bit by bit, Jamie came in, Maria came in, and it's just like a it's a slow journey. It was five years, and then I started needed needing help. So I asked my sister had the same problem as me. Technically, she couldn't. It's a hereditary thing. Mm-hmm. My grandparents had a very severe case of it as well. So it's um, so my sister had the same issue. So, and my mom was like, please just give her something to do so that she gets out of the house. She's just in her room doing nothing. And I'm like, okay, mom, calm down. It's fine. It's fine. So I brought my sister in and um, we, we kind of just, we, we were in my, in my office and at my, at my apartment um three three four years ago and we did that for like a year until my dad's like okay time to register you register the company so that we can get you on a pension plan etc so i'm like dad you're so smart why didn't i think of this (laughs) five years ago yeah (laughs) Yeah. because you're you were busy running the business though right yeah Yeah. exactly so i was busy on i was just woke wake up get on my laptop go to sleep at nine after I do all these emails, et cetera. And all of that. So my sister was there and uh, we're like, Meta, what do you think if we do interiors too? Cause that'd be so cool. Mm-hmm. And she was like, yes, let's do it. So then she started doing the research and trying to figure it out. Cause she wanted to be in, uh, in magazine um, industry. Mm-hmm. So she wanted to be a designer in a magazine industry. So it worked out. Yeah. And once we got registered, um, that opened opportunities in a sense where we could hire people and help out other people who need work. Mm-hmm. So um, we just kept growing, growing, growing. And I was just up here with all the work and <laughs> requests. And I'm like, I have a really hard time saying no 
especially to loyal clients like Jamie, for example. <laughs> it's just so hard to say no. I'm like, no, I have to. Jamie, I love her. I can't. I can't <laughs> say no. So I'm just like, okay, I give up. I go, we went, I was like, okay, we need someone else to handle uh, design. And uh, before that, I had, we needed someone to help with financing, like mm-hmm. HR stuff, and admin. So we mm-hmm. hired our best friend who was in a tight spot and she was about to like leave the country because she didn't have a visa or whatever. Mm-hmm. So we're like, come, come, we'll give you a visa. Please stay with us. <laughs> yeah. Please stay with us. And bit by bit, it was the same case with our, our, our first, cover, um, first designer. He also needed a job before he got kicked out of the country. Uh, because of visa issues so I'm like come come he has he has some background in design but I saw a lot of potential in him so Mm -hmm. I say I was like I'm gonna just nurture it and just give him mentor him and next thing you know it he's our swag elf he does (laughs) all of our Jamie your your swag he did that (laughs) so he's like he he knew exactly what I wanted and everything and he was he's so quiet and he would just did it did it here done with Jamie here done with with Maria here so it's just so helpful Mm -hmm. and from there it's just they just really just helped me manage my projects that's honestly and it just kept growing going from there that's great that is awesome Mm -hmm. to hear how it grew I know I love it and you're sort of saving people as (laughs) (laughs) I didn't realize deportation yeah (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> from you exactly I didn't realize it but then we just became a, like a huge family we just yeah. really enjoy what we're doing just yeah. having fun in the process yeah that's, that's really great. really helpful with with the results for each yes. client especially you could see how much love we put into yes, it yes you can you can and that's that is kind of one of the things that I can always tell I mean there are other great cover, cover designers but I can always tell from your covers they're just happy like even if they're dark romance there's something there's just something in them that's a spark or something like that that I always can tell it's one of your covers cuz they're just oh. yeah and I'm worried for the bully romances that I've been doing <laughs> no, I, no, I, can, I can still tell I can still tell even though they're dark and all those things that you can always tell they're in, in one of your covers so yeah yeah well, what is the best thing you've done to set yourself up for success? The best thing I've done, it's just taking the leap. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And actually, because um, I have a hard time delegating and outsourcing because yeah. I just I just worry that they might not get what my client wants. So mm-hmm. I, the moment I just let all of that go mm-hmm. and go like, okay, this, I'll just try Andrew, that's that's our covered uh, another designer in our companies. Andrew, um, Jamie, for example, Jamie needs this and this and this. Can you do it based off this cover? La 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 la. The moment that they did that, and the moment you know the release of that, mm-hmm. and um, delegating all the work, that is one thing. Um, another thing for me is is just to chill out. I get stressed <laughs> out over the smallest things I get worried about the stupidest things and my husband's always more like shut up it's not even a big deal yeah 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 it's a big deal to me so so it's it's that's another thing because I feel everybody says that I am the only person who's holding me back like I didn't get to this point because um in my business if it weren't for my dad pushing me yeah if if he did if he wasn't there to register the company for me I would have not, I would still be in my living room um, with my sister <laughs> 10 years later. We're just still there going like, yeah, we have on to your laptop. Yeah. yeah, we're we, exhausted. 
yeah. we can't do this anymore. Yeah. 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 So thinking bigger, you know, you, 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 you had to really yeah. kind of expand the way you think about things. That's yeah. That's I did great. have to think better, bigger. And my best friend who works with us as well. And my sister always have to go like, shut up. You're selling yourself short. Go do this. <laughs> like uh, when I sent them the email from this, for this podcast and I'm like, I'm scared. What if I see the wrong <laughs> things? <laughs> and they're like, shh, you're in Toastmasters, you know, public speaking, you can do this, do it, yes, do it. Yes. So I'm and so glad you a, did. I yeah, think that people will have great. really learned some things from it. So one, that's supposed to be our last question, but I do want one more thing. <laughs> so if somebody's wanting to get into cover designing, mm-hmm. what's, what's something you can, a piece of advice you can give them? Definitely put yourself out there. Um, yeah. Go find where the authors are lurking. Mm-hmm. Go there. Yeah. Go there, go like, hey, I'm doing this. I'm going to do it for really, really cheap because I want to build my portfolio. Make mm-hmm. sure you do cheap so you can build your portfolio. Yeah. And then once your portfolio grows with book covers, that is one way for authors to trust you and hire right. you more. So that's a definite thing. And also do your research and have a, have a form of questions for your authors because yes. you definitely need that and it's going to be easier on you as well as, as a designer. Yeah. Yeah. So those are the three things. I think I think your Google form is great and I think it's it's helpful for authors because it makes us think about specific things that we wouldn't have thought about had you not asked that question. So yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's I always put off exactly. uh, writing my blurb until I have to because yeah. I'm going to send it to my cover artist because they want to know too. the blurb, you know. Yeah. So I put that off so doing that forces me to do my blurb. <laughs> I know they're gonna oh no I always tell I always tell this I'll get it to you later (laughs) (laughs) yeah we actually don't need the blurb just give me a brief about what the book is about and you're and we're solid yeah but yeah that's good though yeah Yeah. well thanks for being here and it's just been been so so good we've I think it's going to be really helpful and yes I I would have never have known that you were nervous or worried (laughs) (laughs) either you were great yeah where can people find out more about you and your covers (laughs) Uh, you can simply just Google me. Uh, all the links are there. Then N-A-J-L-A-Q-A-M-B-E-R. Or you could just uh, type in um, nejlacumberdesigns.com and everything should be there for you. Okay. And we'll put the links in the show notes and stuff and people yep. will get them. All right. Well, thanks so much. Thank you, ladies, for having me. I'm super excited about this. I uh, hope it's helpful. Um, it's going to be great. It's, we're, I just know people are going to get a ton out of it. Yep. All right. I well, thanks, so. everybody. Thanks, everybody. Thank you. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Wish I'd Known Then podcast. We hope this episode inspired you, empowered you, and made you laugh a little bit too. If you loved it, tell your friends about it. And if you feel so inclined, leave us a review. We look forward to being with you again next week.